still working on the number twos. <laughs> I know that might be TMI, but that's where we're at. It's real life. Microdermabrasion? Have you what heard of that? this? No, no. Okay, sharing germs. Oh, and sure. especially in like this day and age, I'm not about that life. So <laughs> this guy. She's gonna I, I love you, Boo, and I know you're gonna be like, you never drop this, but specifically watch- trash TV. Exactly. Yeah, like the Bravo. Like yeah. hit me with the Bravo. Like this, like the audience will come to learn. I am a huge nerd. I mean, <laughs> we do it for the gram all the time. Hey, Jay. Hey, Chris. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Another Tuesday. Another Tuesday. What have you been up to today? Oh, gosh. Just working. Um, I had my mom watch the kids yesterday because I had like all day meetings, blah, 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 blah. You know, because we talked. But um, no, today was a little bit back to normal, which was nice. Like the kids get to a point now where like they sleep their little extra nap when I first wake them up. I go back in the room at like 10, 30, 11 to check on them into the living room. And they're just like all smiles, super happy to see me. So definitely missed that yesterday. I kind of forget how much kids nap. I have a couple friends who are due here within the next couple months. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to refresh my memory as a mom, like what that schedule looked like. <laughs> and sometimes you talk about these naps. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I guess yeah. at one point, uh, I mean, like, we Joelle was nap napping. Right after every time we eat. Yeah, exactly. I forget about that. Mm-hmm. As you an forget. adult, I wish I could do the same. Right. You, you're like, I relate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, well, it's been I, a good day. It's another Tuesday, another chance to chat. Yep. Um, so let's give the listeners a hot and cold of the week. Do you want to kick it off? Yep. Uh, let's see. My hot for the week um, has to deal with another side project that I took on. Um, actually, I had to deal with uh, old boss that I had for an internship at the Munoz Agency. We connected, and essentially, I'm going to be helping them with a video project dealing with like a virtual NFL Play 60 camp. So... I'm like working with some people with like NFL media and stuff like that. And it's like legit. And I was like, I don't need to be in this room. Y'all are too much cooler than me. One of the dudes that's helping is like doing animation for Nickelodeon. And I'm like, dude, that's legit. So that's been my hot. Mm-hmm. And then like part two legit of my hot. Quit. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> legit. But uh, my part two of my hot is I got a, a new gimbal for my camera uh amazon had it super discounted so i just couldn't resist and i'm doing You're some so good about seeing the amazon deals oh my gosh i am on it and courtney was like you don't need it but then she saw the regular price and she's like okay you can get it and i was like yes yeah because i've also made that extra side money so it doesn't hurt um but it's nice because i'm also doing some things for real estate so mm. um being able to do those sweet buttery pan moves inside these homes is going to be clutch buttery. buttery i like that buttery adjective. Um, and then funny. my cold would be that it is cold. Like I am not ready for fall and usually I am. And the only reason why I'm not ready for fall is because I feel like and you can attest to this of not feeling well. I just feel like this weird ick with allergies. Yeah. And I'm just not trying to feel it because all year since COVID I've been like anti the sickness. And I feel like this is the healthiest, like cold and, you know, sneezy, you know, this wise that I've been in forever. Probably because I use so much freaking hand sanitizer now, but <laughs> Um, no, I'm just kind of sad because I don't want people thinking I got the COVID. I know you're so sensitive. Like I'm so sensitive to it having not felt well (laughs) for like the past week and a half. You're really self-conscious, which makes you feel even worse. (laughs) I promise this is not COVID. Right. I know it's not. And how do I justify? Right. It's like, do you need to see like test? Like, what do I need to do? You know? Right. But, um, yeah, I cough. I was, of course I mentioned Costco again, but I was running to Costco and I like coughed as I was walking in and I'm like, oh. 
shoot. <laughs> like, I just knew everybody looked at me like, oh, It's my dialect. Girl. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. What about you? Um, My hot is that I showered today and I actually dried my hair. Which is that you a can win? Tell, I actually dried it. I usually let it air dry and I never have time to style it anymore. So this is me actually looking put together. And this is me nodding at her like I totally understand what I'm you're like, talking I'm about. I'm like, I'm really glad you could tell, Jay. <laughs> yep, it looks great. Absolutely <laughs> but, great. Um, yeah, so I showered today and I dried my hair and that's a win. And it was very enjoyable. So that's even better because I know yeah. last week Looked I good, shared. Yeah, exactly. And last week I had shared that it wasn't enjoyable when I finally mm-hmm. got my shower in. So when, and then I'll also say big win this week is for my birthday, like a month and a half ago, my friend Jill said that she would make me a big glass family calendar, like think three feet wide by two feet tall for mm. my kitchen. And I could like have dates and like schedules written out right. and a grocery list and to do's and all that fun stuff. Cause you know me and I like to be organized. You like to be super organized. And so she delivered it tonight and I love it. I'm obsessed. It, you're gonna have to share pictures. I'm going to share pictures on like our socials. Mm-hmm. Um, I would highly recommend getting one. The thing is, Jill's not going to make it for you. So oh, it ended up- <laughs> I mean, unless you're dropping that dough. <laughs> well, not only that, Jill, it, she had never made one before, but she knew uh-huh. she could. And it ended up being like a huge headache. Uh-huh. So she did it with special love for me, but I, I don't, I think yeah, she'll be she, happy she, if she never has to do one like again. Yeah. 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 So that's my hot. Um, cold is, I guess along the shower lines, like I'm about to have a real, real moment with Mm. our listeners. I hope moms relate out there. Like, don't, don't judge me, please. But this today with my new job, right. And I've been really hitting my flow. I feel like, and getting some really nice, like validation and affirmation from my boss. So like, I've just been hitting a flow with work. But my schedule's so insane. Like, I'm basically back-to-back in meetings, on Zoom calls, with video, all day. And I never have time to break away. And then before, I'm just justifying what I'm about to tell you. Before, I have to take Joelle to daycare. And then I pick her up. And then, you know, it's like the nightly routine. And it's just busy. Life Objection, is busy, leading okay? the witness. Um, so my cold is that I hadn't showered in like three to four days. And everybody's like, oh, you showered and you got dressed? <laughs> I like, Some of us haven't put on real clothes. <laughs> well, I was thinking today in my Zooms, I'm like, you know, thank God that Zoom is yeah. a little forgiving visually. A hundred percent. I fake it. Like, I'll put on a statement necklace, you know? Like, I'll, I'll act like I'm put together, but really I'm wearing, like, really slouchy yoga pants and, like, wool socks and my hair is greasy and I put it in a French braid. And, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just – you're able to hide it better. That's true. So I keep a couple of shirts needed. in my office just to throw on top of a T-shirt yeah. when I feel like I'm going to meet with somebody important. Right. You're like, I need a little polo yeah. action But I hadn't been outside the house, now that you say that, like, maybe in about that time, uh, previous to taking the trash out the other day, and I walked outside, I was like, oh, this is sunlight? Oh, what is this? You're <laughs> melting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, again, I feel like parents will relate. I will say my husband is really good about getting in a shower. Like Brian would never go probably more than a day and a half without a shower. I believe it. And it used to irritate me when Joel was young because I was just pure jealous. Mm -hmm. Like, how is this not happening for me? 
<laughs> but I think moms get it. Like, I think I'm speaking to all the moms out there. And they feel you. They're here yeah. for you. So we're in it together, ladies. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to understand. <laughs> uh, so anyways, well, I'm really excited about our conversation today. Yeah, I mean, what's new? One. But this is something I feel really passionate about for obvious reasons. Yep. And you probably do too. I do as well. But we're talking about being young in your career. And when we say that, we're not talking about in your years of experience. We're talking about being young in age mm-hmm. and how that impacts you professionally. Yep. And there's so much to unpack. There's here. a whole lot to unpack. So we're going to get into it. Yeah. So before, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you sipping on? I am sipping on a wonderful cup of H2O. And y'all don't ever hear me talk about water much, but I do drink it and I love it. And it's filtered from my fancy refrigerator. So it's good. His body is still 80% water. And yes, he does still hydrate. (laughs) Yeah. I hydrate with water, cream soda, and I eat lots of potatoes. So (laughs) I'm living my best life. I'm pretty sure my, my new like coworkers, like colleagues, they probably think that I just live on caffeine because I'll refill my coffee cup with a bunch of different fluids throughout the day but uh-huh. all they see is a coffee cup in my hand <laughs> um so i'm doing a mix which you'll see i have my yeti with my crystal light lemonade mm-hmm. but then because i'm still kind of dealing with this aftermath of the cold like i'm right. a little scratchy a little nasally i think it's turned into a sinus infection fun fact listeners so good <laughs> um i'm drinking a little bourbon and ginger ale Interesting. So I'm hoping it'll like kind of like clean out the pipes, Mm -hmm. if you will. Like I need to be able to breathe through my nose again. That's the truth. Especially when you're sitting on Zoom calls all day. Yeah. So that's what we're sipping on. But Jay, let's give a little background on our topic. Let's do it. A little color, a little dive in session. We'll paint the picture for you. Yeah. Give the listeners a reminder of how old we are, Mm -hmm. um, how long you've been working, you know, I guess, and what your area focus is. For sure. So do you want to kick off? I can kick it off. Um, So y'all know I am 26 years young. And then this is where Kristen goes like, oh, you make me feel so old. (laughs) And yes, 26 years old. Um, I've been working professionally probably all of, I would like to say eight years. I do try to count my uh, internship slash co-op type of experience as like working um, professionally. So um, I mean, in that, a lot of the things that I've experienced you know, I've been in the seat where um, I'm in positions and talking to people that are definitely old enough to be my parents, if not older than that. And then when yeah. they find out how old I am, because I come off as mature as I am, it just kind of comes back sometimes, uh, you know, some in some places backhanded, maybe not intentionally, but it exists. But uh, for the longest time, you know, it was trying to work in sports. And then obviously, a lot of the people that are in sports are usually career in that. So they've been around the block for a hot minute. Um, And then when I kind of pivoted off of that and going to more of the digital marketing route, um, and communications, um, it really tried, it really began to open up that way. Again, same deal. You got a lot of people who've kind of been setting this, you see a lot more younger faces industry wise, but once you get into the places like myself and Kristen have been in working on some of the projects we've been exposed to, um, everyone's much older than you. And it comes into play at some point when they ask about how, you, uh, you know, ask about you as a person, when they ask about, you know, the last time you did something, we talk about high school or college. And it's just like, every comment something like oh my gosh you make me feel so old or i remember when i was that age so um stuff like that is what comes to mind for me yeah i um so 
good for you, by the way, of counting like internships and stuff. I'm not good about doing that. So I usually tell people I've been in um, my career for a little over eight years now. So since I was 22 and I'm 31, so I guess nine technically. Mm-hmm. Um, I started in athletics as a GA with development and marketing and have kind of lived in the marketing space throughout a bunch of different roles for the entirety really of my career. Mm-hmm. Um so that's what I do. That's how long I've been working. Um, I mean, same thing Jalen was basically saying. I definitely feel like age has played a factor in my career. There's no beating around the bush with age. People can try to act like they're not really caring about mm-hmm. your age, but I've had so many people try to like backhand, try to figure out how old I am. Mm-hmm. I've had some people point blank ask how old I am and that actually like really offends me yeah, in some very, weird way much so. because I'm like, would and, and you know, cause they tend to be maybe in their uh, mid yeah. to, early 60s and like would they want me asking that same question in that yeah. same tone well, like it just feels you know different. what they tie it to right like the fact right. that you're young must mean that you're inexperienced or may not have experienced as much as I did at that age and that yeah. is a slippery slope well and and a lot of my positions have been whether I've been in a leadership position internally mm-hmm. or have been in a position where I'm working with leadership whether that's community focused or internal, that also makes it a little more sensitive to me too, because Mm -hmm. you're working with high profile professionals who have high expectations as they should. And I don't think my age plays a factor in my performance. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you should, or that you should be any more surprised when it, you know, does play a part. And I do rise to the occasion. It shouldn't be because, Oh wow. I didn't expect that out of you. Like, no, I'm, I'm capable. Yeah, so I, we're kind of alluding to this, but Jay, do you ever feel like age has played a factor in your career? A ton, um, and, and in good and bad, and I'll start with the good. So um, one of the things that really set me on fire for trying to get as much real-world experience early on, um, really into college as I could, came with my first internship I had when I was still a freshman in college. I was in my second semester at NKU, just figured out that I wanted to get into sports business, got introduced to the program, some of the extracurricular stuff with um, my professors who led that program and the club for it. And in that they were, um, there was pro camps who do uh, specialty camps, mostly skill camps with um, an array of professional athletes. They're always branded toward that athlete and things that they stand for. Um, usually it's sometime in a morning on a Saturday, a couple hours and you're, you know, you've got coaches teaching kids drills then everybody comes to see that player gets photo op, possibly win a football or something, that sort of deal. Um, and when I got the internship with pro camps, pro camps, not pro cramps, and <laughs> I interviewed with them, uh, the position was only for graduating seniors in college. Um, and obviously I'm alluding, I did get the, the internship because I impressed them that much in my interviewing. Um, and honestly, it really wasn't that big of a deal of an internship. I was doing a lot of like, um, <laughs> guerrilla marketing on the ground type of stuff where I'm targeting women, uh, you know, 28 to 40 years old outside of Reds games, giving them, you know, uh, paperwork and things like that, or not paperwork, but um, giving them takeaways for camps that are going to happen for Jay Bruce or um, same thing for AJ Green and, you know, uh, women's soccer player Heather Mitts at the time. And, you know, it was just such a weird look into marketing and it almost turned me off to it. Cause I was like, I really thought I was going to be doing cooler stuff than the outside of a Reds game for three hours passing out, you know, 
things to sign up and now I'm targeting people like in real life, which when we target people digitally, y'all, it seems a lot cooler than when I target them in real life. Cause it's like, let me pass by these 25 people walking into the stadium and yeah. directly point out to you, madam, because you know, they told me that you've got power of the purse. You're handling the <laughs> extracurriculars and scheduling your kids stuff, you know, outside of school and whatnot. So obviously you, you've got money to make decisions and put them into a camp like this. So, um, but no, that was the first time. And I really thought that they were going to look over me because of that, but instead they gave me a chance, which was great. Um, times where that has, you know, bit me in the butt definitely came in times where I was at Apple looking for full-time positions. Um, you know, again, always trying to present myself as my best working as hard as I could. I, I played a lot of sports video games growing up. And every time you did like a career mode, they always had you, you know, if you were playing basketball, start from like getting drafted phase to working up to full uh, playing like 40 minutes a game. And you always had to do little stuff to get good grades in each game to work up to that. And it was always like setting picks and blah, 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 blah. So I always took that mentality of like in the game, I always had to do little stuff to get to where I wanted to be. So I always did the little things and that stuck out at Apple, but it always seemed to come back to like, Oh, we're just wondering about your availability with college. If you can handle this or, um, you know, so-and-so who, you know, had only been working there maybe six months that weren't getting the same results I were not creating the same net promoter experience, you know, from a customer service perspective that I was like, you know, I always had, you know, great, you know, great customer interactions and they often got mm -hmm. floated up to my managers. Um, but it always just seemed to come back and be like something that they held against you, whether they said it or not. Um, obviously, you know, there's some maturity thing. Are you like this full time, which I am, uh, but it definitely put a sour taste in my mouth there. Cause I never ended up getting to that real full time that I wanted while working there. Yeah. And honestly, I've had some bitter feelings about it, but at the same time doing something that I love right now, which is cool. But, um, you know, when you love your job, you're able to perform at a high level, you know, you really hate for things like that to get in the way. Um, cause mm -hmm. it's pretty much outside of your control, uh, from what you can impact. If there's really a roadblock in my way from doing something, I want it to be something that's, that I physically cannot help. I don't want it to be something that I physically cannot help. Right. Um, and then, you know, coming onto the scene at divisions, working with a lot more older professionals, you know, C-suite executive leadership type stuff. Um, early on, it was a lot of lack of faith in my ability to do things. I, I got to give a shout out to Denny Ann and Maddie, um, who, you know, Kristen, who were yeah. in the marketing department when I joined divisions, they are two of my favorite people of all time, two of my closest friends. Um, they're like older sister slash like mothers like to me and mm -hmm. going into that organization and then just getting into the marketing scene professionally, um, working in a corporate setting. I don't think I would have gotten to where I am now without them. And I say that earnestly uh, because they went to bat for me at different times, definitely gave me opportunities to do things like, you know, I brought something to our organization that changed how we communicated fundamentally that impacted a whole bunch of other stuff. Like to the point where, you know, if you ask Brian about it, he's like, yeah, I referred that guy. Like I feel really good <laughs> yeah. about that. Um, and that was like in not even in my first year making impacts that changed the entire company culture for the better. Um, and, you know, just seeing some of the things that were hesitant when I first came into the door or, you know, where I might've, you know, been able to make an impact, but they weren't quite ready yet. Um, I fought tooth and nail to be able to implement video. And now like we don't do anything without having some sort of video around that. And mm -hmm. I'm happy to feel like I'm a part of it um, because that was something that I brought into the organization and they felt like, Hey, we're capable of doing this now. Why not run with it? Um, I hate that age oftentimes kept us from getting to that success um, yeah. quicker uh, because, yeah. you know, they didn't want that to be a part of something or they didn't want to risk it because someone was young. And a lot of times, you know, there were things that I was asked to do that, 
And Denny Annis, my boss, was like, no, he shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't be sticking him out on a limb to do something. She would say, uh, you're not going to ask my 22 or however I was, uh, year old uh, internal communication specialist to go do all this. And you've got a whole department over here that's doing that. So at certain times being put in a position to do grunt work because you are the younger person right. and you know, I'm not an I intern. I had to lick envelopes. Right. I'm not an intern anymore. I'm a full-time employee. And there are things I'm totally willing to do. I am a servant leader. It shows in everything that I do. I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to do something that I am not willing to do myself. And that's why I put myself in those positions to do those things. Cause you've got no excuse at that point. Um, but at mm-hmm. certain times it's like, okay, that's just not your job. I can really be doing something better to polish you professionally, especially when I see the diamond in the rough that you are. God, you speak so well about your career. I'm going to sound janky, I guess, compared (laughs) to Jalen. So to go back to the question of if I feel like age has ever played a factor, I mean, hell yes, I feel like it's played a factor. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm really in tune with it. Like I know just from all the personality tests that I've had to take throughout my career, (laughs) That I have a high EQ and not yeah. that I didn't know that before, but it's been established folks. Yeah. So no secret. I pick up on stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. like if I'm sitting around a table, I can pick up on that. I would say the first time I really felt it was when I was the development and marketing director for a local nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And I really felt it there because I was brought in, in a leadership position across the company. I was serving kind of as the right hand person to the ED executive director And I was charged with managing that marketing and development team while it was small because it was a small nonprofit. It was a team and who I was managing was older than me when I came in Mm -hmm. by at least probably 15 years. I would 10, 10, 15 years, something in there. Um, So that's a little hairy. Like people can Mm -hmm. sometimes struggle being managed by somebody who's younger than them. Um, And then I was also considered part of the leadership team. So you put me next to the ED in front of a company where I think I was the second youngest and people were coming in as social workers who maybe were younger than me. That's an interesting dynamic to play. 100%. Because you want to be relatable and you want to be you because I, you know, like who I am, Mm -hmm. but you also walk this line of having to present to even be the amplified professional that you are, if that makes sense. So um, I would say that's the first time I really felt it. It was definitely um, a little harder to have a voice at the table, like in some of those situations, whether it was like board meetings, but I will say it pushed me. And I would say within like six months, I was having a voice. Mm -hmm. Like I just really found a way to not to quote like, um, the lean in book, but I was leaning in. Mm-hmm. So, and not to mention, and not that this should ever take, you know, anything against you being a female in a position in mm-hmm. that level mm-hmm. too, is almost like it creates a double edged sword. I'm not, I'm not going to get you started, but I want to get me that, started. That it just gets even more <laughs> aggravating. <laughs> well, I was, it, it's the female piece. Right. And then it's also, if I'm being honest, my stature mm-hmm. and probably my overall like aesthetic, I think I'm just, I have blonde hair I have blue eyes. I'm short. You're really like, nice. I can come off like very friendly and positive mm-hmm. because I am again, like yeah. I want to be And they take me, it for weakness. But I don't also want you to think that I'm this smiley person because in reality, I'm not like, I'm going right. to tell you how it is if you're saying something sideways, mm-hmm. you know, so professionally, yeah. but, um, 
Yeah. So I don't know. That was definitely like a harder position to be put in. And then I went to the bank that I was just last in before my current position. And I was there for about four years and I really felt the age thing again. And my frustration with that is like, by that point, Jay, Mm -hmm. I was freaking 30. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like, so am I still just too young? Like, what's the sweet spot? Well, yeah. And we were, I told uh, Kristen before we started recording, I'm going to say this for the pod because I wanted to bring up this point. Like it's, it's a rolling thing where, you know, it's easier to glare at age when you're in your twenties and everyone else is 10 to 15 years older than you, but they're always 10 to 15 years older than you. So when Mm -hmm. you get to 30, it's, 10 to 15 years older than you. And it's it, like you said, it's a never ending thing until there's enough younger people under you to create more of a gap between yeah. you being the young person and not. But this is one of those things that I struggle with just in everyday life. And this is a slight, slight tangent. Everyone that's within, you know, I would say four to five years of age of me, um, it's, maybe not so much backwards, but in front of me, I feel like we got put in such a position as young people, like we were the picture of youth, right? People will talk about things that have to do with young people and they always say millennials. Like mm-hmm. we're no longer in a position where we're the people who are in college, let alone in high school. So don't go out blaming a millennials when we're at home trying to make a mortgage, right. let alone right. maybe pay rent. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just thinking about that, it's hard to families, separate. <laughs> right. It's hard to separate the idea of our generation, that late to early 90s um, group of individuals from being those forever kids. Like I even struggle with myself looking at my coworkers at times and thinking, I wonder if people look at our team and think that we're like, like a group of interns. Cause sometimes it almost feels that way because mm. we, you know, we're not afraid mm. of our age. Yeah. We're so in tune with a lot of things. Like I, I get on myself at times. Cause it's like, you know, we're not the young crowd. We're really not. But then I feel harder about it or feel more awkward about it because people behind me that definitely should feel like they can't step to me until they've been around the block. I feel like I'm so relatable to them and that, you know, you really couldn't tell if I'm their age or older uh, that it almost plays against you double time. Like young yeah. seems really young now. Um, and we don't ever really mature into that older phase. Like some of our predecessors have, like they got to a point where it was like, you know, boom, you're an older adult, you're married, you've got kids. People look at me married and kids and they're like, what are you studying in college? I'm like, no, I just, cause you know, yeah. I'm a young, vibrant individual. <laughs> doesn't mean that I can't be doing things that, you know, most of my peers aren't even doing right now at this age. So um, yeah. that was something that stuck out to me. Yeah, it's a great example. I was going to say too, like at the bank, I think where I really started to feel it is we had a new director, well, pseudo director, she was brought in as a consultant, Mm -hmm. um, come in and she was retired from another like very big national bank. And I felt like she brought this um, like age conversation to the table a lot more. I feel like there were a lot of times we would start you know, a meeting and she'd be talking about a song. And because the most of the team was young, she'd be like, do you guys even know that song? Or, you know, I bet you don't remember when, or you remind me of, you know, my niece or whatever. It's like, no, stop, stop. Like it's comments like that, that become constant that I can't let roll off. I do know that song. And I do know those movies because I watch Westerns on Saturday. I'm a cultured individual and I know my music. Don't get me started. It also reminds me of a story. So I was just in my new position. Somebody was sharing um, that they had wanted to celebrate birthdays in the past. And I Mm -hmm. think my new company is like so good about celebrating their people. Like I really do. And I love that culture. Yeah. Um, But she had mentioned that they had tried to share and like they had birth year associated with it. Like 
post it on like the like company fridge or whatever, just as like an FYI when you were getting like your lunch. And she said that some people really didn't like it. And she, I would say is maybe like five to six years older than me. Mm -hmm. So she's a little more like closer to 40, which I feel like starts to feel like that safe, sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, yeah, I kind of get why. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're kind of fresh out of college and you're trying to make a stand and then all of a sudden you see that your birth year is like 97. Oh, I love, that's, (laughs) oh, I love to be like, I was born in 94. And they're like, I know what I was doing in high school or in college in 94. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. And I'm up here sitting at the same table as you. (laughs) What of it? What, what of it? I don't like it when like managers bring it to the conversation. Uh-huh. I just feel like that crosses a line for me. Yeah. Not that I really know what my line is, but that feels crossed. It does. It does. So, cause we know yeah. the impact of it. Right. Um, right. I know it's not a positive. And I think what's unfortunate is, you know, when you hit a certain age in your later years, there's safety for you. There's Mm -hmm. discrimination laws in place. There's really no age discrimination for the opposite. And while I know it might not have the same impact long-term, whatever you want to debate on, at the end of the day, discrimination is discrimination. Yeah. So if you're making assumptions or judgments based on somebody's age, I would encourage you to really take a step back and get to know that person and their experiences professionally and really try to take age out of the equation. You've and I even to. say that to my, you know, my dad was in a management role and he, I, I would say pretty successful in his career mm-hmm. and he was, you know, coaching a lot of people and he'd be like, this young guy just started the team. I'm like, this guy mm-hmm. who just graduated college. Yeah. Like yeah. if you always refer to them in those parameters, you always think of them. Yeah. And I know he wasn't saying that to him, but I even wanted to like change that mindset at home yeah. to just say, all right, well, like, let's take age out of it. Yeah. I mean, there's people in my employee? organization that are like, that'll refer to us as, you know kids or you know young people and it's just like you know i'm not a kid you know it's just it's again like you said you have to retrain the brain um and you mentioned it earlier like being the youngest person at one of your jobs like i've always been the youngest or if not one of the youngest people in my job regardless of where i've been when i was at apple there was i mean the next oldest person was 21 and i was 19 when i started there which was crazy And, and it became a point of conversation and then when I started at Divisions, I was definitely the youngest person for a hot minute because we really didn't have a lot of interns. And when we did, they were either um, when did you just start barely. Divisions? I started Divisions you? in 2017. So that would have been. 23. Yeah, 23. I mean, I was probably French 22 turning Which 23. Which is crazy because they have so many young people they bring. Well, now, out. yeah, right now it's totally like yeah. that's the thing right now. And when I got there, we were starting to pivot into that because they hadn't, they had like. I wouldn't say freshly introduced their account executive program, but it was pretty, pretty fresh. Um, Mm -hmm. So their target market for people they were bringing in for those key roles um, were people who had already been in sales for at least a few years. So it wasn't regular to see someone my age, um, at least at that point in time. And from a position I was in. It is. Do you ever feel like people have discounted your experiences professionally or maybe what you have to offer based on your age? All the time. I think that's why I work as hard as I do to connect with people because, you know, again, I like that it's a wow factor and I hate uh, getting to a point where I've, where it can become viewed as a weakness. Um, You know, I I feel like all the time. And I mean, even you saying this is not to pat myself on the back. It's like, I forget how old you are. 
I, I want to operate in a way where you don't even have to think about how old I am. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I've kind of figured that out early on because I did not want to be viewed um, or not taken seriously rather because of my age. Um, it, it's just a, a painful spot to be in. I mean, and it happens even outside the workplace. You know, I've had it in certain things with uh, church or even other organizations that I've been involved in. It's just like, you know, I'm ready to step up and do the job. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm confident to do it, which is why I volunteer for it oftentimes or put myself in a position for it. Um, but yet again, they may not think I'm, you know, capable of biting off more than I could chew. Yeah. You know, for me, I would definitely say that I have felt that, you know, I have served like, again, outside of work too. Like I, I like to donate my time a lot mm-hmm. as well. And so I'm, you know, I serve on a couple boards and a couple committees and it, you know, you have to find the right fit for both, right? For the organization that you're serving. And then also for you as an individual, there have been times that I've joined committees or boards and like, this is not the right fit. Clearly people are looking at me based on my age, Mm -hmm. therefore not, not a good fit. Right. Um, Because it just almost gets in your head too much. Or you feel like if that's all you're going to see, then it's kind of pointless, whatever I'm going to say. I'm going to spend all my time working past it. Right. And if I'm donating my time, this needs to be like a very, you know, positive, like affirming experience. And so um, I would say like definitely out of work, I felt that there have been times where I have felt it professionally too. I joke about it like recently, but genuinely, I think I've hit this stage now in my career where Joel has aged me. <laughs> and so like I used to be somebody who I would say honestly was like 28 and probably looked like I was 25 or 26. And right you know, motherhood has brought me up to speed with my actual age. Mm -hmm. So I probably do now look 31 and that's okay because I'll take it. But that also, I would, I would say like, I've almost had to position myself appropriately to Mm -hmm. compensate for any of the discounting that I felt like would already take place in my positions. Right. So yes, short answer is yes. Long answer is all that I just said. <laughs> 100%. I think that even segues us nicely to like our next point of like how we've even, you know, coped or evolved or, you know, found positives in this experience because um, it, it can be really frustrating. And I'm sure there are a whole lot of people, you know, in our age range and maybe even younger who find very great difficulty combating it, depending on the work culture that they're in, the type of job that they're doing or their career path. I couldn't imagine being someone who um, is in a very uh, like top down sort of organization where Mm -hmm. things are not very flat, not a lot of opportunity to be exposed to leadership, let alone someone on a high end manager level, um, you know, for opportunity for growth, let alone just exposure to who you are. Cause there's an association too, when you're like entry level job that, you know, there's just a mindset with that. Yeah, I was going to say there's definitely pain points, right? Like just to list a few of like being mm-hmm. younger in the workplace, like you have the managing of people like for me that I felt that the, I felt like I was overeducated, but underpaid mm-hmm. and like didn't mm-hmm. have the years of experience. You know, the whole like commanding a room thing. I think you like really have to lean into that. You have to own who you are. You have to feel confident yeah. about who you, you are. And what to you're bringing to the, yeah, exactly. You were <laughs> yeah. hired for a reason. Yep. I think sometimes it's hard to be taken seriously. Um, I also think, and I kind of alluded to this, there's a difference between looking young versus being as young as we look. I know Oof. Brian, my husband, faces mm-hmm. this a lot. Yep. Um, Brian's 32 and people think he's like 26. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he still gets carded sometimes, which I think is a joke. <laughs> if you're going to card him, card me. But they don't. Um, 
but you know, like that can also be a struggle as well. Like then you're almost having to compensate for that as well. And then Mm -hmm. just the dynamics with an aging generation at play, like in the workplace. Mm -hmm. There are so many things, Jay. I mean, they, and I'm not going to say they, because I don't want to, you know, be the other end of this thing. Mm -hmm. But speaking of the older generation thing, um, and I'm thinking, you know, two generations away, um, Gen Xers and, or, um, what, baby not boomers. baby boomers. That's why I meant to say baby boomers. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I talked to a lot of them just as like friends or close family and like they almost, it, it comes from a place of I'm at the mountaintop and you're nowhere close to reaching the mountaintop. Yeah. And every conversation starts off with that or something with work and it's like, well, I've got a guy underneath me, blah, blah, blah. blah. And it's like, no, you know, if, if we, if we want to start comparing salaries and things like that, right. we, can, we can get there. Cause my knowledge and the things that I've grown to do are so different and so new and so ever changing. Like it, it, you know, for someone who might be out of touch with something as, as an example, digital marketing, marketing, which is something we're both been exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's such a different curve with its learning. Like there's something new almost every few months some new trend, some new, you know, piece of data that shows what's effective, what's not, or a new place to play and how you play in it. And that's something that's not typically a part of what I would consider working class baby boomer um, who are putting their hands to the plow, had to work for years to get to where they were, um, you know, took a lot of egg on the face, maybe at times, or had to like deal with things they shouldn't have had to deal with. Um, and rightfully they wear their badge of honor because they've made it, but they expect a similar path of everyone that comes behind them when, you know, the job and the things I'm doing, I find myself educating you on these things more often than Mm -hmm. not, because I have to be in a constant learning mode, a constant educating mode. Why can't we see that as like good growth opportunity on both ends, right? Right, Like why can't we learn from one another just because our age is different doesn't mean that we can't learn from each other and take on that growth mentality that I feel like you should have in your career, mm-hmm. you know? And I highly celebrate all those individuals who are older than us that do recognize those opportunities. 100%. Um, I had the opportunity to, to obviously work with Kit. She had been in the news um, circle for a long time here in Cincinnati, coming into our organization. People knew who she was, obviously a bit older than I am, um, let alone my boss. And like just the working dynamic that we had, the rapport that was built for us as equals and her feeling comfortable coming to me for things that she didn't understand, even outside the realms of technology, because I'm a techie person and people around me know that. So people always ask me those questions. But even when it came down to things that had to deal with like an update with Word or something like that, having the ability not to talk down to me or, mm-hmm. you know, push me away and accept my help reluctantly, um, really treating me as a peer, it's something that I will never, ever, ever take for granted um, with someone that I'm working with older than me, especially when we're in a similar position. Um, she still always saw me as someone who was a little bit higher on the totem pole than her, not necessarily from a manager perspective, just from like the things I was doing in the company and what I could offer. Cause she was like, you know, truthfully, I'm here to, you know, get my retirement thing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really out here trying to be hungry and, you know, grow well, my and career and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm happy to, to let you take the front seat on that. It helps you grow like a mutual respect when you take that approach too. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think a lot of professional relationships are based on that. I have a mentor that I love and she would probably, I, w- I mean, I, we share a birthday actually, which is hilarious, but <laughs> um, she's a friend. I mean, she's a genuine friend, right? Yeah. And she's, I want to say like 55 ish. She's amazing, but she never talked to me like I was, you know, half of her age. Right. 
Right. In and fact, I felt like she almost respected my input more, maybe because of that. Mm-hmm. Like it was a different perspective. And that's almost the mentality that you need to take on. You need to surround yourself in life and especially in the workplace with people who have different thoughts than you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that balances out whatever strategy you're trying to create, whatever you're trying does. to execute on. So, you know, take I, it or I leave honest, it. I honestly think, you know, it, working in a position that, you know, focus on some things around diversity and inclusion and, you know, making an organization feel a little bit more unique every day and a little bit flatter so everybody can learn from each other. I feel like age is the most overlooked aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people get into, you know, you know, having people in your workforce that, you know, look a certain way, uh, do certain things, certain experiences, those things are great. But I think time offers so much more than all those other things culturally and things like that. I totally get it affects it to a point, but um, some of my richest moments personally and others around me and moments of growth have been from uh, that mutual exchange of, you know, ideas and opportunity uh, where there's big gap in age. And I, I found myself at times fighting for, more older people in our organization because I felt like the health of our organization needed yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you get to a point where you may become too young, right? And, and it came mm-hmm. to a point where like the middle of our organization, it just seemed to be like a stark drop from like those people who were like late 30s, you know, mid 40s to 50s uh, to like, boom, people straight out of college. And it kept that you know, college like feel where all of your professors mm-hmm. are about that age. And then, you know, you're expected to be there to learn and there puts yeah. an unfair dominance in the workplace where people can't help but look at half of our, you know, you know, uh, growth that comes into these, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? These entry level positions to grow in the company. Mm-hmm. You can't help but look at them as kids because yeah. more, more and more, like there's no, there's no distance in between you all. There's nothing in between. So I, I feel like you need those 30 somethings, 40 somethings in any organization, just as much as you need those folks who are fresh out of college. I like to tell the story too. This just made me think of it, but um, my dad always used to say growing up, like, come to me when you have your master's, like it was his way of being <laughs> like, you can, you can talk to me about like career and profession and life. Uh-huh when like you're working and you're educated. Mm. It was almost like his way of like putting me in my place. <laughs> um, and I remember this is, it was like an age thing too, right? Cause you're not going to have your master's until you get your undergrad and that's yeah. not going to happen until you're out of high school. So a little bit of me was like, well, that's unfair. Yeah. yeah. But Long the other off. part of me like knew what he was going for. Like I, I knew what he was doing and mm-hmm. you know, good power play touche, I guess. Good but Rocky. I, um, you know, the day I actually graduated with my master's, he Mm -hmm. had given me like a little piece of advice. I'm like, Hey, come to me when you have your master's. (laughs) Like I like brought it full circle and he just like laughed. Like he thought it was the funniest thing, but it was a little bit of like that dynamic too of like the age, you know, Mm -hmm. I think naturally, like even you're almost programmed in life when you are older and you have kids, like you take, take on this like coaching, like parenting mentality. Right. Mm -hmm. And I could see how that could easily transfer over to the workplace. And this is why it really made me think of it. I think there's a balance and the, the right approach there is you can coach. I think people who coach and take time to coach, especially if they're like effective in it and really doing it the right way. Oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's a balance between coming off as a buddy and a parent. And there's this nice middle ground that I'd like to think of is more like mentorship. 
hundred percent. Like, Hey, I'm in the trenches with you. Like I'm in it with you, but I have gone through this trench before. Mm -hmm. So if you want to follow me, like I'm happy to help you get through it with me. Right. That's more of the approach that I think we should be taking like in the workplace. I agree. We got to have more of that. Got to have more of it. So I guess let's go back to where you were trying to go, Jay, because I like Mm -hmm. this. You know, I think with youth comes a lot of opportunity. And we're obviously in the earlier part of our careers Mm -hmm. and still are at a pivotal point of shaping our path, I think. You know, I think we have both kind of been good about exploring where we want to go and kind of focusing in on where we want to be. You know, I can say that, I guess, for myself right now. Like, I feel like I'm in a good fit for who I am as a person and a, a, a professional. Um, but there's opportunity to being young. There's positives to call out to being young in the per- in, in the workplace. So what would those be for you? Um, I mean, I think one of them that we could probably both agree on is that, that go get them attitude, that hunger that you've got. I mean, obviously everybody wants to in some way, shape or form, make something of themselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, regardless of your path to getting there and how you get there. Like, you know, I, I want to, you know, be a part of something that's, that's really cool. And know that I'm actually a part of it. You know, I'm not just counted in the number. I want to be right. an impactful player. That's always been who I am. I don't have to be the, at the front of the line. If anything, I'm cool with being in the middle or to the back because I feel like I can help build a strong foundation for anyone. Um, that's just the person that I am, but that all comes from uh, a hunger and people's hunger come from different places where they haven't had something with, you know, in their life growing up and they want to make sure that they have it later. Um, or, you know, there are just some people who are just drawn to success. And I feel like for our generation success, you know, was always dangled through a certain path. You go to college, you get the job, um, mm-hmm. you've got opportunities to diversify yourself from there. Um, so I know, you know, a lot of us have that shared prize. There's opportunities all through high school now, even more so than when we were, uh, for opportunities to really excel and grow yourself before you get to that next stage. I mean, you know, certain parents and stuff thinking about, you know, AP courses and college prep and things like that. Once upon a time probably sounded kind of ridiculous only for a small segment of people, but now it's, it's kind of almost an expectation to try to Mm -hmm. get to that, Um, Mm -hmm. whether you count that unfair or not, but I think that that hunger to learn and and just get there, I think is one of those bonuses. I know that's for me. Like, I feel like it's hard for me to turn that off at times. My wife tells me, and we, this goes back to our previous uh, podcast episode talking about being able to say no. It's -hmm. just like, man, I, you know, I feel like there's so much I have to offer so much that's untapped, some of it that I hold myself back from, but nonetheless, I'm hungry, right? I'm, I'm at a place where like, I want to work and I want to work in the things I know I can do. And when I can, you know, make money doing those things, be able to provide for my family and, you know, develop myself at the same time. I count that all as a huge win. Um, So I I guess that counts as that growth mindset as well. Yeah. I was going to say it's the, uh, that mentality too, that, that has helped me. Like I have felt recently, like I'm really in a position in my career where I actually do to give myself credit, feel like I know a lot, like I know Mm -hmm. a lot about marketing, you know, as I'm having a lot of conversations, whether it's like with clients or my internal team and, Mm -hmm. you know, people will mention something and maybe think it's going to go over my head. It's like, Oh no, I've, I've done that a couple of times. Like, let's talk about it. Maybe we can Mm -hmm. deep dive into it. Like I can help you build out a strategy around it, but I still am I, I want to grow still. Like, yeah. I don't want to stop there. Yeah, there's, I am not happy where I'm at. Especially in our field too. And I think there's ways to grow both like focused in your field, but also just as a working professional. Like mm-hmm. I love coaching people. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoy managing people. 
So like, that's even a growth opportunity too. Like, how can I become a better manager? How can I help my people grow? What are the best ways to help them grow? So there's different ways that you can kind of like skin that cat. You know what I mean? Definitely can. I also think young people, I mean, if we're being honest, they're very cost effective. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes. If you think of somebody, I'm not going to say like us, probably we're not as cost effective, but if you think of somebody who's fresh out of college and Mm -hmm. hungry to learn and hungry to get their first opportunity, because again, over-educated, but under-experienced, they're going to take the job, right? You're going to get what you can get, right? Right. So they're going to take the job. They're going to learn. They might not be there forever, but they'll give you a solid three to five years. And if you Mm -hmm. treat them well, they might give you longer. Mm -hmm. You know, I also, and this is a side note, but I have a beef when people are like, employees aren't loyal. It's like, well, are companies loyal? No, no. Right. The climate has changed y'all. Like people aren't starting. Right. People are not starting in their career and ending their career in the same place. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that is just not. It almost benefits you as a company to know what, you know, what segments of your business that's that turnover is going to be in. Cause it's just expected. Like our model is set up to kind of burn and churn those people right out of college and totally okay with it. Other areas of it though, we want to pick you out, grow you, but we know where that, you know, where those people are here to stay for a career and here for a job. Yeah. So it's, you know, younger people are going to be cost effective Mm -hmm. and I, will bet that given the right, they are going to work hard. Yeah. I mean, not to even to mention like benefits and stuff. Most of them aren't, we are yeah. talking about making enough, but um, my health care as a younger individual doesn't <laughs> maybe cost as much as an older individual 100%. probably. So uh, the cost for the company in that regard, we could just, we could just yeah. dabble on that. But yeah. I'm not going to so, be ageist here. <laughs> but, but that is, that's a definitely a piece of hiring younger people. I think yeah. specifically out of college and then just, it's a new energy. They're bringing mm-hmm. a new perspective. I can bet you anything that if you're 55, you're not going to know the same level of TikTok that your 22 year old hire knows. Or Kristen. It's just the <laughs> or your 31 hire. I'm not. I was about to say I'm not even on TikTok. So she already knows more than I do. I love TikTok. It's a great marketing platform. We should use to leverage it. But if I don't know if China's actually getting our information, you know, it's one of those things. Don't it's ask a me, guys. It's a toss up. I'm willing to risk it. I guess. What are they going to get from me? I I'm don't know. Those, I'm one of those people. Weird side trail. I don't cover my <laughs> webcam. So if there's something you want to know, you want to see me looking dumb watching a YouTube video, tune in. Let's do it. <laughs> Here I am. (laughs) Um, No, but it's just a new energy and a perspective. And I find that, you know, people who are younger in their career tend to be a little more flexible. Yeah. A little more agile, some would say, you know, it probably does tie to like that growth and hungry to learn. But I think it's also like, they're not, they're not kind of like solidified in their ways. They're still figuring out what they're doing. We're not entitled to anything yet. That's the issue. Like there's so much that, you know, you can throw at us that we're willing to move and dodge out of the way for that. Someone else is like, you know, I've done that. I put in my time to do that. That that's not the name of my game right now. So that, you know, that adds all its own special, you know, roadblocks Mm -hmm. in and of itself or benefits depending on who you are. I would also say, so kind of like an addition to this. So I think those are some of the positives, but there's definitely ways that, you know, I want to speak to the people (laughs) who might feel like I'm young, but I'm really good at what I do. Mm-hmm. And I know that I, I bring something to the table. <laughs> Me. Like how, <laughs> how do how do I get past my age? Because I do yeah. truly feel like I've hit this stride where I'm not just seen for my age anymore. And yeah, I greatly yeah. appreciate it. 
However, there, and I, I will repeat this, there is a weird sweet spot. Like, I know that I'm going to feel this way now. And then by the time I turn 45, it's going to be like, oh, she's old. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's not fair to people either anywho yeah. i digress we'll talk about that in years to come <laughs> yeah exactly i but there is i want to speak to you right mm-hmm. i want not you but our listeners, right, listeners who might be be going through that because i hear you i feel you it's valid don't let anyone tell you it's not mm-hmm. if you feel it it's there okay 100 so here would be my advice i would say dress to impress I like to say what my mom always told me, don't dress for the role you're in, dress for the role you want. Show up wearing a Superman so, costume. because you. Uh, genuinely, be <laughs> I did. I was a freaking intern at OSU mm-hmm. and I would show up in a full like blazer blouse. I was, I was dressed better than middle management. Oh, wow. That but you know what? Mm-hmm. You know what? It's okay. Yep. Here I am, folks. Yep. I've made it. So dress, dress <laughs> to impress. I would also say this ties to confidence. You need to have confidence in yourself. You mm-hmm. need to let that exude from you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fake it until you freaking make it. Yep. You ain't never scared. No. Mm-hmm. And be quick on your feet. Yeah. Practice. Like there's some stuff out there now where you can kind of practice like responding really quickly you want to be genuine to who you are mm-hmm. because I really feel like the way to be successful is to be, to really find the right fit for you. So it's always stay genuine, mm-hmm. but also, you know, find a way to be quick on your feet, find a way to respond to things professionally. I like to say that verbiage matters, like how you word things. It all goes down to presentation. Mm-hmm. I, I really think presentation is about 60% of the job, especially on onset. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll uncover your skill set later and that that's mm-hmm. the other 40, but we can, we can evolve that. Well, it's funny because, you know, when I think about all those things, I think it, I think of it, you know, just in our, you know, industry as marketing yourself. And I always felt that, you know, and this is specifically with digital marketing where I was always so particular with my social media, showing off my work, the people that I connected with, like using Instagram and then Twitter for a long time, I got into like some deep, weird uh, you could guess you could call it cult digital marketing stuff <laughs> where I thought I was some kind of like, you know, thought provoking person uh, back when there were, where there were character limits, y'all. So you had to be creative. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, I thought as a marketer, if I can't market myself, how can I confidently come into any position thinking that you think I can market? For yeah, you? it's a great um, point. I have no problem, you know, throwing myself out there and putting the best on for myself um, and then next, you know, I know fake it till you make it, but I know it. Like I just, there, I mean, I yeah, guess it comes confidence. back to the hunger conversation, the confidence, but like I knew what it was going to take to get into and specifically with sports. Like it was so hard. It's so hard to get into sports without ending up in like a ticketing role or something like cheesy like that, where, you know, you really haven't broken into anything. I wanted to be in the operation side. I wanted to be like French front office of something. Um, and obviously Cincinnati sports scene is pretty small, all family owned business. So someone's got to die or move on to something different before you get into those spots. But I knew it was going to take it, your foot in the door. So I was willing to put in the grunt work for the time that it took. So when I got to that point where all my peers were, I had something to at least put on the table that was tangible and it did. And it worked off. I definitely, you know, traded off some things in that time, but, um, faking it till you're making it also deals with a grind too. Like you have yeah. to be willing to grind it out for the time where you're expected to. Like, I, I know when I got the job that I've got now and, you know, 
fun fact about me, y'all, I do not have a college degree. I finished um, my time with NKU uh, probably after like my fourth year there going on to be maybe a fifth or sixth year senior. And I was like, I'm paying for this myself. I'm about to go into further debt. I'm not happy with what I'm studying. I want to get into digital marketing, specifically social media content creation. And every class that's here or really anywhere around isn't really telling me that. I can go into PR, they'll cover social media for a hot minute in some classes, but no one's teaching me the things that someone's going to hire me to do today because that's what the world's asking for. And so I went out on a limb, went to Northwestern, went through a social media accreditation uh, process and program. And then the rest of it was trying to find people in the industry that could teach me. I had a couple of great mentors for three or four years there, uh, people that I met through Apple, actually, as customers. And then, you know, some networking events that took me under their wing, showed me what they knew, uh, you know, invited me to some different events to network and see, you know, the application piece of it, and then point me into the right direction on like where the next thing to learn came from. And social media specifically was, you know, again, something that changed so often. So you have to be willing to fake it till you make it to, you know, also get through those moments because some, sometimes faking it's going to get you through those grinding moments. I mean, I have and, two thoughts, Jay. I yeah, completely yeah. forgot that you didn't have a degree. Yeah. So that's a great reminder. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't think it changes anything that I think about you as a professional. Nope. So there's and that. 100% I've been waiting for the day where someone brings it up as a reason. And, you know, I totally think about it. I know the value of higher education because I was one of those people who proselytized and evangelized higher education as someone who was a orientation leader and, you know, involved yeah. in higher educational, you know, activities. But I'm like, the CEO of my company does not have a college degree. Yeah. I don't have one. And we're about to both be very successful. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, a great mentality. Good. I would also say, you know, sit at the table, speak up, like there have, and I mean that physically too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How many times have you walked into a boardroom and all the chairs are taken and there's like a couple along the wall Mm -hmm. and you see somebody actually sitting there first off, be the person to say, excuse me, I'm going to squeeze in. Oh, 100%. I'm sitting next to you. But then also (laughs) look at the person who's sitting against the wall and say, Hey X, you want to come sit next to me? Yep. Yep. Bring people with you. Yep, like this is 100%. not a solo journey. We should be supporting each other regardless mm-hmm. of who they are. So I would say, you know, sit at the table, speak up, have confidence. And going back to the verbiage, it does matter. It does. I have a great example of somebody being like, yeah, like she's so woke. And we're at work. Wait a second. I mean, I know what it means because I like to think <laughs> that I'm with it. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't. If you're trying to be funny, that's one thing because I do like I'm all for a good joke. Yeah, we could all be making but fun. But they genuinely family. were saying it as part of their vocabulary. Like you could Ooh, tell outside yeah. of work, they actually use yeah. the word woke. Yeah. So maybe not those words. Yeah. But Pick you know, and choose just your spots. Think of your audience. Think of yeah. Your you gotta know your audience. So you know Jay, your audience. anything to add before you know me? I like a good game time. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think we honestly, I think we honestly covered it. Again, I want to hit it home for those people who are listening that feel like, you know, career wise, maybe they're stuck and you think maybe age or experience plays a factor in that. Um, you know, those three things really do go a long way. When I first started at divisions, I wore a tie every day, yeah. uh, a collared shirt and our, it was pretty, it says business casual, but we're very lax, uh, you know, t-shirts for some people, untucked button down shirts with rolled up sleeves. You wearing a collared shirt was usually the the bottom line and with jeans. Um, And I had a team leader tell me once that we don't do that here. 
wearing a tie. But ultimately, like, that's what I felt like I got. I felt like I had won the jackpot with they this just, job. I got yeah. hired for something that I was ready to, like, kick butt and doing. And I was. They just felt threatened. They didn't oh, want you to wear that tie. No, not at all. Because I wore that freaking tie until I, <laughs> I started wearing <laughs> polos every day. I'm like, who am I? I haven't worn a polo since. Guys, I went to private school, so I wore polos every day. I hate, 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 double hate, <laughs> loathe entirely polos. Can't stand them. But I oh wore them. Um, yeah. And then I got to a point where I was like, you know, CEOs wearing jeans with a button-down shirt, rolled up sleeves. That's what I'm going to do. But you, you got to yeah. dress to you make well, you it. You would set the put standard in and position. then you casually, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. got to put yourself in positions to also, you know, get to talk to people. Verbiage also goes to having those conversations. Because people aren't going to notice you or recognize you and hear what you're about until you open up your mouth. Um, there's only so many people who are going to vouch for you. And you got to be willing to sit at that table um, and, and talk to them. And first impressions. I'm mm, thinking about so that key. now. First impressions so matter. Key. They really do. Okay, this was great. I feel mm-hmm. like I went through therapy about my experiences <laughs> Got some off our as chest. being. Yeah, yeah, honestly, it's felt good. It's mm-hmm. felt real good. So, can we play a game, please? Let's do it. Okay, we're gonna play what I want to call "Fake It or Make It." We really gotta have game music. We'll get there. I mean, I would be boxed, Kristen's but you game. don't want me to. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what I did, what I thought would be fun, is I kind of looked up, like, old school things that either people, like, would say to us as young professionals uh-huh. or that definitely don't skew young into our age demo. So okay, basically, I want to know, have you done it or have you not? So fake it is I have not, but uh-huh. I'm going to fake it. And make it is ugh, totally have. <laughs> okay. 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 I'll answer after you, but I'm going to ask the questions. Deal? Go for it. I'm down. Okay. Have you ever done a memo? Fake it. (laughs) And I'm going right to Google for best practices on how to make a memo. (laughs) Give me that template, Google. Right? right? And I'll get creative. I'll get creative. It'll be a well-written memo. Just give me the template. Like, let me know what needs to be in it. I'm a total fake it there. (laughs) Um, Can you fax on a real fax machine? Make it. I am so proud to be able to do that. Fake it. Oh, really? I cannot. Oh, the faxing thing's easy. Okay, I'm sure it is. I just have no need because here's the Oh, yeah. No one does it. Your iPhone, though, can also scan. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, can that not work as like a PDF attachment? And most Mm -hmm. of the times it can. Well, see, I see faxing as like the lazy man's, I want you to print it for me. Yeah, (laughs) 100%. That's really really what it is. I don't want to have to get up and like go print yeah like i don't want to have to find it in my email and then press print and go get it just print it for me have you ever used dial-up internet yes i make it yes make it i'm a hard make it there too Mm -hmm. and Um, and that's one of those things where we're friends right we've understood the struggle at some point and then we've also seen a lot of cool things come up right right i don't know if this is later if it is we'll skip it but just an aside to that, I remember when you would have to dial up to the internet and then it would like kick you off the phone. A hundred percent. Okay. Can you sing September? <laughs> Make it, I guess. I guess it, it, it really depends on what you consider singing. Do you know the lyrics? No, I don't know all the lyrics. Well, sing me the chorus. Prove it. 
the immediate, thing, the immediate thing that came to mind is the uh this is america by um gosh what's his name donald glover but what's his like rap name i forget what it is um anyway there's a mix of that with september and they do like the music video with him dancing and stuff and we're dancing right now y'all because you can't see um and that's all i could think of is Bye-ya! and it's like this is america do what? you remember yep. <laughs> the 25th night of september okay that's all you get <laughs> Um, anyways, so I'm a, I'm definite make it pleats okay. and pads. Have you ever worn them? Make it. I've, oh. been well, I've been a well-dressed kid from an early age and I did have suit jackets that had pads in the shoulders. Not anymore. I'm gonna make it too. I don't wear pleated pants because. Oh, I don't I like wear pleated pants I, anymore. I did. I like to think I have fashion, but, um, <laughs> I definitely, I've, actually inherited what I would consider really nice blazers with pads in them for my mom. Mm-hmm. And I've got, I've like gone to a tailor to get in. Oh, nice. Like Shout out to Loretta out. for the good start. Yeah. Wardrobe. But Brian used to wear pleats when we started dating and he has since transferred because of I yours truly. I was going to say. Brian, I'm like, Brian, yeah. you are too well, old. I was you say, are 22. I wouldn't be able to confirm because I've only seen Brian in dress pants like maybe two times. Fringe three. But all those times, he I'm like, I can't remember if they've pants. had them. He looks good in dress pants. He does look good when he dresses up. He does look yeah. good when he dresses up. And my favorite line that he gives me is, A, it gives my thighs room. <laughs> and okay, then Brian. B Dude, Barkley. is when he's like, Leo wears pleats. His dad, I'm like, well, Leo's also 30 years older than you. So let's stop that. Leo does it. I do it. Shout <laughs> right. out to Leo. That's awesome. Um, have you ever used a pager? Make it. It was my mom's. Same. What about a disk drive? Yes, make it. Make it for me too. Um, have you ever looked something up in an encyclopedia? Make it. Mutual, make it. I actually had like a class when I was younger where we had to learn how to look things up in an encyclopedia. Yep, yep. Uh, somewhere between fifth and seventh grade, we used encyclopedias for certain like yeah research or whatever but again private school fields so most people are probably like taking computer classes and googling stuff for <laughs> pages and we were using encyclopedias so um have you ever described your job as working with computers <laughs> make it did you put that in there for me <laughs> that is hilarious yes make it <laughs> fake it <laughs> i work for apple what do you do um I work with computers. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into that. Oh, it takes a whole other side lesson to get you up to where I need you to be. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Um, only Have you only taken the company laptop home on weekends? Fake it. It's basically mine. <laughs> right. Same. <laughs> um, I will say, wait, did I have a, I guess, I think I had a laptop. Yeah, you the had the. Nonprofit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you did. did. Yeah, I think so too. I at least know I always had access to email because they wanted to be they wanted me to be handy. But yeah. um did your family ever have an actual car phone? I'm gonna say fake it. I would like to say that we did, but I cannot confirm. Make we had TVs in our we had TVs in our conversion van, so it does not surprise me or would not surprise me if we had it. Uh, actually we did. We did. Yeah. Our Ford uh tan turtle top van did have a a, a phone and I'm pretty sure. We had like a red Ford Caravan van. I don't know even know if that's Ford, right. Ford, what's up with y'all on your? 
but car phones. It, I remember the car and the car phone. It was like this big bag phone that like sat in the car. I remember uh-huh. it in the middle council. <laughs> what about a landline? Yes, of course. Yeah, make it for I sure. I will say like people who were like on that 99, 2000, 2001, you know, age, those are the people who will not have experienced most of these things. That's where we're different, right? We've experienced enough of the things that most older people don't think we'll know. But then we also know too much about all the things that they don't know. Yeah, I was it's telling a beautiful a story. place to be. I was telling a story the other day about the sound of music and I was like, remember when it was on two VHS tapes because it was mm-hmm. so long that like in the middle of the movie, you part had to one, put it on. Two. Yeah. And people were like, Oh, you were old enough. Like for, you know what a VH, VHS players? Yes. Like, I have yeah, VHS tapes in my house right now. Come. I have so many Disney VHS that I'm trying to figure out how to convert for Joe right now from when I grew up that uh-huh. I just, I don't even know what to do with it. I mean, I guess it's called Disney Plus, but they don't have everything. I will say this about Disney Plus. They need to get uh, Disney sing-along songs on Ugh, there because... Grew up with those. Man, come on and sing along with oh. your favorite Disney songs. Come right in, sing along, and follow the bouncing ball. Yes. I don't know all the words. If you say whatever, I'm they gonna, also I'm didn't have They didn't have Hercules for the longest time, they and they didn't, just added which is that a surprise, in Which is a total surprise. Because like, yeah. of, of all great Disney movies... That one's got to be up there. You had I'm Pocahontas like you, before you had that one. If you have Lion King one and a half. Yeah, that which is a you, reach. You I do better like have Hercules. I will say I do like Lion King one and a half more than I do Lion King two. I've never seen Lion King two. But this is why people think that we're so young. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we grew up on Disney and right? we own it. <laughs> uh, so I guess to wrap this up. Right. My take is. Enjoy being whatever age you are, (laughs) whether that's in or out of the workplace, but there are advantages of being young. And I would encourage anyone listening to not let their age affect their confidence, work hard, Mm -hmm. stay humble, and you'll earn the respect of those around you. Even if they still see your age, they'll also see your value, whether they like it or not. 100%. Honestly, I will say, this is, these are some of my favorite conversations. I feel like a lot of people, especially with us being working parents and stuff, may not think that we care so much about our careers, but we definitely do. We definitely oh, care, care about where we want to get to. We definitely want to provide for our families. And, you know, I think I most people who, you know, haven't, yeah, who have goals and are intentional want those things. So uh, don't be afraid to put a little bit of time into yourself. Obviously we, we want to keep our priorities straight, but um, man, oh man, um, you know, I think our, our generation has it figured out. And I'm, I'm excited for us to start really taking over the reins on some things. Yeah. Um, I'm in a weird position, of course, and I'm going to wrap up with this thought, um, where as a internal communication person, mm-hmm. I have the wonderful blessing of communicating to almost four generations, which if you don't think that there are preferences in communication style, there you are. are dead wrong. And when we yeah. went fully virtual, you have to be surprised that there are even more preferences. There are no yeah. boards for me to put something up where you can physically see it and touch it. There's no word of mouth, get together meetings. You know, we, we had to rely on technology, which only really suffices for about two and a half of those yeah. Singapore generations. So stuff like that really makes you value age um, and, and, the, and the things that you can bring to the table. I will say, Jay, I have um, pretty much finished my burb. So I'm <laughs> feeling not bad. <laughs> But I have really enjoyed this conversation. I love having mm-hmm. these conversations with you. I just feel like we're so aligned and we 100%. really get each other. We're going to take over the world, y'all. It started with a podcast. <laughs> but uh, obviously, remember to subscribe. 
rate review. Um, if you have a colleague or someone else professional out there uh, that you want to share this conversation with, do it. And of yes. course, when you subscribe, you can catch us on the next Tuesday for the next great conversation. So yeah. that being said, this is Jay. And this is Chris. And we will and we'll see you see next, next time. time.